0: What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, and my people down the 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You're tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. 877 37 Grind is your number to participate. Today's show is going to be presented by Doseckis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the newly Maestro Dobell Tequila Studios. 877-37GRIND if you know what you wanna talk about. As always, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, uh, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing today that you wanna give your take on, feel free to do that as well. The only thing we ask is you call during the breaks and you be patient during the long segments and breaks and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also, uh, keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com, where you can download the podcast daily, 365 all right seven days a week and also if you are in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial wise or you're traveling or we're being preempted by play by play in your market you can also go to sportsgroundonline.com where you can just click play listen live button and we'll be there okay eight seven seven three seven 37 grind what's up Mr. Clark you ready Yes, sir. Ready rock and roll? All right, so it is Friday. Let's go ahead and end the week strong. All right, we're real close to getting into that routine of Friday football, how we do it, uh, you know, new markets up in Denver and uh, even some of our other markets, Lubbock and Abilene and El Paso. This will be the first, you know, football season with us, and you'll get accustomed to very routine and structure in regards to football season. But um, we've got preseason week That got underway last night We're going to start there Because I'm going to tell you What I witnessed Jonas was dead on About the kicking situation In Cleveland Uh, We'll definitely talk about that Also we'll look at Some of the other Preseason 2 matchups You know I was telling Jonas This off air yesterday And I've said this before It goes in cycles In the football league. You always hear that old cliche, it's a copycat league. Well, you know, we went through a period, like I said, it was very, speaking of structure, it was very structured in the preseason where it was like, hey, you know, game three, when we had four preseason games, game three was the dress rehearsal. Starters were going to play a half, maybe into the early third. Well, we kind of got away from that in the last few years, especially post-COVID, because uh, last year, I'm not talking just quarterbacks, because that's been a norm where most quarterbacks, especially veterans, really don't see preseason action. That's been going on for decades. But the truth of the matter is it came to the point where it leaked out past the quarterbacks. I mean, you last year, no one really played, it looked like. None of the stars, from running backs to receivers. And now this is a season you're getting back to seeing where some guys are leading to go ahead and let their starters play in preseason game two. Now, granted, I know, you know, since we've condensed it from four to three, some coaches are going to treat this week two as that traditional uh, preseason week three game. And then you're going to see some guys and some coaching staffs and organizations, they're going to go ahead and treat the next to this week and the following week, the last week of preseason, as regular action and getting their starters going. You're seeing it kind of go, you know, around the league. Andy Reid, you know, come out and said, hey, the starters are playing pretty much a half, you know, this weekend. And that's the defending champs. But I'm like, I wonder if you would have said that if somebody didn't show up in the division and was playing their starters. You know, get. Hey, trust me. Hey, like we we can talk and we'll get to that. We can talk about the demise of Russell Wilson because Bart Scott. I've got. I want to put him out there because look, we're gonna find out which way this goes. But it's either gonna go either way, and there's a lot of people that's gonna have to pretty much be. And if it goes the positive way, because there's some people that's willing to go out in the limb, And Bart Scott knows more football than me, maybe in three lifetimes even though he played the game. And I like Bart Scott. But the bottom line is you've seen a lot of teams a, a quite I won't say a lot, but you see a handful of teams that are approaching this preseason like, hey, we've got whether they're veterans, you got a rookie quarterback, we got to start. So we'll look at the preseason Week two, some things in a whole. We'll look at some matchups. Do want I'm in saying this. I meant to do it every Friday, starting like last month, but we've been going through transitions, business stuff, and stuff like that, add a new market, so I didn't really get a chance to get to it too much. But I do want to look at some early week one. NFL lines. If we get a chance, we do have another installer over unders, and I can't even tell you who's on the docket today because I'm doing these in real time, so it's not like I'm handicapping them or you know studying before we go on. I'm just looking at what it is and telling you really off top where I think that is over under just by the number for the most part, an idea where the team's at. So we'll get to some two more over unders uh, today. Uh, also, college football. Uh, you know, we're pretty much a week from tomorrow for live action. You know, but I thought. And, you know, we don't have a game like next Thursday or Wednesday or two. I mean, normally, especially considering, I don't think they call it still, but that annoying week zero. Normally, you'd have a college game kickoff on Thursday. Then you have the Saturday. So is it really officially no college football games until a week from tomorrow that would make us Saturday?
1: Over at the Four Letter Network, uh, we have Navy at Notre Dame kicking us off on Saturday, August 26th. Okay. Uh, And then we do get Thursday that Thursday. That's going to be August 31st, though, and Friday and Saturday. Okay. And then we really start rolling. But it feels like we're almost getting like a preview weekend, if you will. Um, you you got UTEP out there, New Mexico State on there. USC is going to be on that Saturday, again, August 26th schedule.
0: Okay. Okay. Well... It's almost here. And then we've got uh, a chance to see what this whole product, you know, is going to be in college football. I mean, the whole offseason has been about realignment, so it's time to get back to, you know, the gridiron and seeing how these teams are going to. Is Georgia going to be able to make history? What is Coach Prime? What is his first year with the Colorado Buffaloes going to look like? So we're almost close to getting into things and finding that out. Um, also, we have a World Cup women's finals. Uh, weekend this weekend I know we got a third place game at like three o'clock in the morning Central Standard Time two o'clock Mountain Time um, we got the third place game between uh, I think it's Sweden and uh, who was the other participant Australia Australia there you go and then and then Sunday morning at five o'clock in the morning okay like I can easily just what I should do is pretty much try to make it an early night Saturday and then wake up at five and watch that game and then after that maybe. You know, take my ass to church. That would be nice, but I probably won't do that. But I for somehow I'm gonna try to find a watch that game either or, you know. I do need to probably spend more time with the Lord though, to be honest with you. Um I don't know if we can say that either. You know, too much. But anyway. Um, but no, we got women's world cup finals going. Speaking of soccer, um, you know, Messi, you know, Messi's been on a tear. I've been letting everybody know he's made a mockery of you know MLS soccer And uh, just due to the fact The way he has dominated at his age But you know he had some positive. He just said hey you know what And you know of course he did his first interview Since joining the Miami club And he said you know I do think there's potential For this MLS league To catch or close in the gap Quality with some of the top European leagues and things like that And when I read that I looked at Messi I'm like man that Sony money Must be good <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, again, you know, what is he supposed to say? But when you have a guy, a guy that's knocking on 40, that's playing a game that you have to be probably I mean, I've always said that, and we've said this on the show forever. I mean, it's the truth. You know, soccer, this world when you get to that level, soccer are the soccer players are the best athletes in the world. You I mean, you have to play, if you look at the the way the game is played and how it's supposed to be played. You know, you have to be... I mean, it's tip top shape. So, therefore, when I talk about tennis age in regards to when they consider you're old in tennis, you know, around 29, 30, as soon as you hit 31, you start getting very old. And, you know, whether you're on the ATP or the WTA store. Well, I'm telling you right now, I mean, soccer, the length that you play in that pitch that's that length, and you remember, there's really no subs at that level in soccer. You sub your asses out, can't come back in. So, there's no timeouts, there's no TV timeouts. You got some injury time, but due to the fact that this guy has come over in American, Northern American, dominating this league, that's all you need to know. So, all when he said that, I'm like, "Hey, what is he supposed to say?" But I'm like, "Damn, that Sony money is good because that's really what it is. They're paying him, and he's supposed to be promoting this league." I was at the bank about an hour or two ago. You know, teller was sitting there talking small talk. Oh, what are you, you know, how's your weekend? And you know, me nice. Hey, you know, because I'm not a guy that usually talks a lot because I talk three hours a day, five days a week. So, like, I'm come across as being an ass sometimes because I'm really not that outgoing. But I decided, you know, it's Friday, you know. And I was like, hey, man, what do you got plans for this weekend? You know, everything? Oh, yeah, you know, nothing? Just staying cool and watching Messi, watching MLS. I was like, Messi? He's like, oh, yeah, that's what I was like. Wow. I said, like, yep, that's what he's working. I feel like asking him, like, three soccer trivia questions. Like, do you even know or are you just sitting this whole phenom that Messi's coming? But anyway, I thought those comments were interesting as well, too. Speaking of college, we've got Hugh Freeze. I was waiting how long it's gonna take for Hugh Freeze because you know, he's back. I believe he landed at Auburn. I think he's at Auburn, you know, remember, you know, he put Liberty on the map, Malik, you know, um, Willis, the young man that's getting screwed by Tennessee. Well, he, you know, brought them to a winner. Next thing you know, he's got stayed out, whatever. Well, he's found himself back at Auburn and he was the coach at the time at Ole Miss and he you you uh he knew Michael Orr in high school as well and he gave his thoughts. On it as well. And also the New York Times has developed uh, something very interesting in that. Uh, We'll get to that if we have time. NBA schedule release nothing like the nfl i always remind everybody too about this time of year i don't like to you know piss on the parade of nba diehard fans but it to me it's never going to be the release hype of the end i mean the four-letter network NFL. everybody gives nfl release schedule like a day like it's it's something that you're talking about viewers just to see who who's my team open up and really The NFL's gotten greedy because it used to be you had to really wait till the release. Now it's this game they've done the last three years. The leak, you know, who's on your schedule for the following year gets leaked early. It gets leaked pretty much before the regular season of the current season's almost over. But they don't show you the dates. But the NBA likes to do their thing. And, you know, I don't you know, mean to kill them too much, but NBA release schedule is really official. I had heard about some games before, but um, the Spurs... In my backyard, the two-one-zero, they got 19 home games. And if I had to take a guess, I would say it is a ballpark that they have probably got a combined three to four national games combined in the last probably three seasons. I've got to be close in that realm. So to look at that hike of 19 national televised games, of course, the obvious is the Wimby effect. Of course, it's the obvious Wimby effect. Um, that's a lot of games for a team that's still going to be in the transition period. But hey, that's the megastar. We've been watching and paying attention to this kid, not just in the two-one-zero, but in the basketball landscape for the last few years. So I get it. You know, and I think they open up with the Mavs, if I'm not mistaken. And that's a national primetime game to open up game one against donka, Ching, donka Ching, Luke, uh Luka, a.k.a. I call him Donka-Shang, with the Mavericks. An tip on the four-letter network. Just get ready for the growing pains, man. It's going to be there for the whole world to see and the whole country to see. Uh, which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, The defending champs, let's not forget about them, the Denver Nuggets, um, I know they open up with the Lakers. And I I think I said this a few days ago. I think that's intriguing because you open up with them on ring night. And remember, Mike Malone, Mike Malone has always had the red ass against the Lakers. I I mean, I remember years ago before they really turned this thing around and they got expectations. I mean, they were in the process of it. It was the early Murray days, you know, Joker, you know, before he. And I remember he used to just one game he lost it because the Lakers fan base came in and took over the Pepsi Center, which I don't even know if they call it the Pepsi Center anymore. Probably don't. But at that time, it was. And he just called him out like, hey, and then, you know, so he's always had it in for the Lakers. And then, of course, LeBron, he was with him early in his career when LeBron first showed up to Cleveland. But then he trolls LeBron in the parade. So, again, they are going to open up night one ring ceremony night against the Lakers. But the question I got, what do you got? At Ball Arena. It's at Ball Arena. Before night. you, before we hear from the Denver listeners. Yeah, well, yeah. I said if it is the Pepsi Arena. I mean, I knew back then that's what it was. But, um, but, yes, I'm glad you clarified that. The Ball Arena. The question I have, though, I know who they're opening up with, but considering we're talking about 19 national televised games for a team I believe, that's going to still be in transition, going to be a better product, but very young, probably not still a playoff team. If they are, they're leaning on Jesus to get in compared to how many national televised games do the Denver Nuggets get. Do we know? Let me know when you find that out. I'm interested to see how many national televised games they get, because you know during this well before i'll save that taken to you give me and find me the number so we've got that we'll check on to see what jonas is paying attention to this weekend when it comes to the fight world i don't know if we have a decent boxing match to pay attention to i don't know if we have i damn sure don't know what's going on in the ufc world but i know jonas follows that sport he's written about that sport so it's always interesting for me to see uh jonas what he's watching for over the weekend in the fight world what do you got you got something for me
1: Uh, Yeah, 18, according to the Nuggets website. They're going to have nine on TNT and nine on ESPN.
0: And if you had to tell well, we can leave it there because I don't want to get all sidetracked because we've got a lot of football stuff to get to. But the reason why I brought that. Oh, sorry.
1: I I got to add to that. uh, 22 because you're going to have the four on ABC as well.
0: Okay, so 22 to 19. And the reason why I was interested in that, because we know why the Spurs, the only reason why the Spurs got 19 national televised games, it wasn't because Coach Pop went in the Hall of Fame. It was because something blew in from France again for the second time. This time with a hell of a expectations. I mean, but do we really need to report because he dyed his hair? Like, do we, is it getting to that point? I mean, the more that stuff goes on, the more the, the spotlight just keeps getting bigger. But... The situation is, is that I have paid through this whole run with the Nuggets in the last couple of years. Um, the way that a lot, there's not all because I never want to group everybody as all they all, you know, as an African-American man, I don't be grouped in like all oh, you. You people, but some of Denver Nuggets fans and media. Really love to play this. And it reminded me of I've said this before, but I'll say it to the new market. It reminded me in regards to how the Spurs fan base was. And after I would say 99, you know, I'd say when you get to the 03 and the early 2000, it was the major disrespect. Oh, nobody wants us to win. Nobody, they're not going to give Joker the back to back. Nobody. And it's just crazy. But now, after they got their first ring, I wonder how that goes. So, again, I wanted to see that's they, I wondered if they got the same amount of more. So, that's a few more than a team that's probably going to be having to work hard to get into the postseason. So we got a lot of other stuff to get to, but we'll start with kicking off week two in the preseason in the NFL season when we get back. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell, Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. It was so much cleaner back then. Well, women could tell you they were just so much more discreet about it, classy. Maybe I'm just getting old, but it's too much out there. And I know she's not considered, uh, Dina Howard ain't considered no rap artist because it's flooded right now with females, but it's like, damn man, you can be a little bit, you know, with being discreetly, you know? What a difference. But anyway, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producers for the One and Twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, when it comes to preseason tailgating, Specs is the number one playmaker in Texas with the lower prices and on stadium size selections of everything you need to keep your team spirits high. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. No Dallas news today. You notice the only Dallas news that I've reported on this season is when somebody's calling a shot of what this 2023 season is going to be like. So they better come out blazing. Okay. But anyway... Keeping it moving. Before we get into preseason and talking about last night, let's go back a little bit. What we we're talking about before we went to break about the national televised games. Now you brought up when you looked at you looked at you went a little bit further because I asked you specifically about the Nuggets, but you went and look at Golden State, the Lakers. So what have you? What is the count total here when we talk about primetime games? The Warriors lead the way. Um, Not primetime games, national televised games. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, nationally televised games. Uh, The Golden State Warriors will have 29 across ABC, ESPN, and TNT.
0: Okay, don't have a problem with that.
1: At the bottom of the league, uh, you have the Toronto Raptors with just one. Uh, It's a TNT game in January. That makes sense. So... A little bit disparity there. You do see, you know, some people consider consider, oh, well, they're on the NBA TV or you know, it's being simulcast on the T- NBA app or whatever. Some people will consider that as maybe nationally televised. I wouldn't. I feel like that's paid service, to paywall that you got to get through um, to so you to consider, pay to have TNT to consider it televised. I mean, you got to pay to have TNT too. You got to have I mean, cable to pay TNT. Standard cable, but like this is this is a subscription.
0: This is a, a step beyond. Be honest with you. I think NBA TV is part of your basic subscription pack if you have Spectrum. But anyway, I get what you're saying. So, so the bottom line. Well, first of all, Toronto should probably have one game. I mean, they yeah, got just the, one. Yeah, Nick Nurse is gone. He's in Philly. Welcome to Philly, Nick. You're dealing with old James, crazy ass, seeking for asylum in China. But also, you know. Like I just told you, they're gonna have a hard time keeping on Siakam man. Siakam's gonna be wasted talent down there. And I've got a lot of respect for their GM man. He's he's a beast. But uh he's built I mean, look I mean, the connection he's built between Africa and NBA is crazy with the players for his schools over there. Tall, you know, finding a lot of tall, tall those tall Africans coming over here. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I could say that. I mean, that wouldn't sound good if you know, if Jonas was in here by himself and said, yeah, you know, we're talking about it. like, you know, what that Jimmy's bringing a lot of tall Africans. That just wouldn't sound right in twenty twenty three. But it's okay if I said. But anyway, look, the Lakers. You didn't say the Lakers. How many did they get?
1: Well, the Lakers have, and again, this depends on how you factor the NBA TV. Um, but if you factor TNT, ESPN, and ABC like the other teams are, they've got 28. Uh, so one step behind the Warriors. They will okay. be on NBA TV, according to their press release,
0: 12 times. Okay, so we're not going to get we're not going to dive deep into this because we've got some preseason to get to. I've got to let the whole region and nation know exactly how Bart Scott feels about Russ and this whole experiment. Uh, you know, because um, we, we're rallying the wagons, man. It, this is like I'm pretty much getting ready to say, like, man, this is going to be a big like wow or this is gonna be like damn is this part two but anyway we know sequel movies are horrible for the most part okay i'm gonna bring this up so and we'll have time as we get into october the season tips off and we'll have a lot of you know talk in regards to talk about things around this especially with you know it's crazy you're gonna have the defending champions with the denver nuggets and then you have the 210 spurs with the phenom at number one um so this comes it, it, this kind of goes to what I was saying before we went to break, because there's a section of fan base in Colorado and some media, not all that cry foul when it comes to the respect card for the Denver Nuggets. And I think finally they finally earned it. I mean, this was one of these situations. This is a team that was pretty much built, not bought. You know, they paid their dues. They took their scars. They got their heartbroken Things that I like to say before you get to the golden mountaintop. But is this really saying that the NBA and the powers of B in corporate NBA, and I'm talking about the people who make these decisions, and they go by fans and they go by social media reactions, does this really say with the defending champs getting, and it's nothing to sneeze at, but if you talk about compared to the Lakers, that, okay, I understand LeBron, you know, and all that. But when you talk about 22 national televised games for the defending champs, that arguably does this not show you that they have not really bought in that the Joker could arguably be the best player in basketball right now? How do you not have if if, if people and and look, this is one of those that it just what your opinion is, but I'm just saying that what we just witnessed in the finals and really through the whole playoffs. At this present time, it would be hard-pressed not to say that the Joker is definitely in the top two, three, if not the best player in the game right now. Not history class, not going back to two years, three, four years ago. We're talking about currently. And you give him 22 national televised games. And not only that, this is what the, the late Stern wanted. I mean, isn't this an opportunity to, again, get people in his country, where he's from, to give him more exposure and get him more in these highlight games? And, you know, it just like I said, I don't want to get bogged into it right now because it's pigskin season, but that's something to chew on, man. And But I guess that gives that section of media in Colorado and fan base that want to play that card like, man, they don't respect us. They don't want to. And trust me, Mike Malone, like, see, the difference between, and I said this before, but I'm going to say it again for a new market, you know, Pop would have been the opposite. Mike Malone played that up, and he played it all, and it worked. I mean, he played it up pretty much all from game one to 82 to the postseason to the 15 or 16 they need to win to get the title. Pop, one of the GOATs, he would have he he wouldn't have, even all that chatter was going around and the disrespect and nobody picking him and nobody picking this series, and we've got a guy in the MVP that's going for a back to back MVP, Pop would have just basically not even entertained that. Not the old pop or the current pop, but Mike Malone did. And it basically went ahead and worked all the way. And you had a certain and before he really started beating on that drum, you had a certain section of media in Colorado and fan base that ate that stuff up even before. So and it kind of again, it kind of reminded me how things were down here in the 210, you know, I would say probably after the second championship. The third day because people started looking at Because I remember the big thing the Spurs never, you know, the defending champs used to be able to, you know, if they played on Christmas, they played at home. Spurs never, times after the title that they did. I remember one Christmas, they had to go to Phoenix. Like you, so there was a disrespect that some of it was overly overstated, some of it was legit. But yeah, that's something interesting to watch because again, the league is not that shows me that the league is not really buying in that the fan base or they want to see or if joker's game is boring or is it entertaining and i think you know it's very entertaining but it just shows you you know and it goes and what follows that when they had the all-star who was one of the few who was one of the last guys picked one of the last two guys picked between Giannis and lebron it was joker and it comes sometimes with the peers whatever but we'll see because now he's a champion and he's a finals mvp Eight seven seven three seven grind. All right, switching gears to the pigskin. So preseason two got underway last night with the Cleveland Browns traveling to the city of brotherly love and taking on the defending NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, We talked about it yesterday. I was not a fan of Deshaun Watson not seeing any time. Um, I know what I told you going into this to look for what I was going to be looking for. And really what I took away from this was the fact that, um, like I stated yesterday's show, if you missed that, go look at sportsgroundonline.com, download the podcast. But I told you, Shorts. may the Shorts be with us. I told you that their defense, I believe, and I'm not a big Jim Shorts fan, to be honest with you, I'm not. But I knew that his defenses in Cleveland was going to be a little bit more aggressive in their secondary. I think they got, what, two picks? Like they, I mean, they forced the fumble. I think they picked off a, a pass as well, too. Um, their assignments looked a little bit better. The scheme, again. <laughs> I know it's black-on-black crime, but Joe Woods, that brother there, man, he spent some time in Denver. I mean, he had that one good season. I can't even remember what that season was, but Joe's defenses was suspect, okay? But the reality of it is is that I took away that I think this Cleveland team, you know, and I said it in March. No, matter of fact, I started saying it in June, maybe May, June. If it's ever a year that I feel like Cleveland could really break this drought, they've got the longest drought, I think, in sports for not winning a division. Especially in the NFL. I think it's in the NFL. They're the longest. But if it's ever a time for them to win this division, I believe it could possibly be this year. Now, that's saying a lot. considered this juggernaut of a new offense that the Ravens are supposed to have. And Jonas let me know before we came on air. I didn't see this, but I guess the Ravens went out and got clowny.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. one-year uh, maximum
0: value, $6
1: million contract.
0: You know, Clowney doesn't fool me. Clowney's always—I mean, I know what he tells his agent. Clowney always has a thing when he gets a chance to play his previous team. It, I mean, it's probably—I don't know how many people were really kicking the tires on Clowney, but Clowney would take less money just if he can see the team he just left twice, just so he can get a little Shawshank. That He's wired that way. I can just tell.
1: And he gets to open this season against the Texans. You don't hear so some, like
0: Yeah. Um... But the defense stood out to me. I, I think, you know, of course, Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett. But I think that they're really You, They signed Selby Harris just a week ago. Um, I really feel that they've got a good shot. Now, again, this comes down to the guys to which I when you know, when you have your second unit and you got a quarterback and, and look, we got to give Chip Kelly some flowers. But this, what do y'all call him? What's his nickname? DK. What do y'all call him? DTR. DTR. His initials Dorian Thompson Robinson. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Look, he's put enough film out there through two preseason games. Somebody gonna want him on the on the squad. I don't think Cleveland's going to cut him. I don't think Cleveland's gonna carry three quarterbacks. Um so there's gonna be an odd out, but I don't think it's him. I think and, and also the reason why I said we gotta give Chip Kelly some flowers, cause look, man, he spent some time with the Eagles, then the 49ers. It was a debacle. We all know that but at college and his system and being able to get a quarterback, you know, especially coming out of the Pac-12, you know, UCLA got their exposure to a certain extent. They were a good team, but I've seen him really improve from his first year with Chip and then going into last year with Chip uh, Kelly, and I think he does look, he needs some work. I don't think he's consistent accuracy-wise, because sometimes I've seen some footballs. I mean, he, yesterday he had one perfect throw that the DB from Philly just didn't turn around, or he just stopped on the play, but he put it right there with only the receivers. It's going to be incomplete pass the receiver's gonna catch it but then a few plays before that or after that I've seen him throw you know for the last two weeks I've seen him throw balls at the dirt like kind of like down but that comes with a young guy starting but you can see he doesn't look overwhelmed he doesn't look like it, the stage is too big for him. So, automatically, you know, Jonas said this yesterday. Yeah, there's the legit battle going probably for that number two. I still say maybe the number two spotter. Not the three spot, but I definitely think it's the two because I think they would probably just carry two quarterbacks. But he's an athlete. Now, another thing Jonas was uh, dead on about, the kicking situation. What's my kicker's name, Jonas? What's y'all's kicker? Cade uh, York. Cade York. Man. They had a penalty on the first forty-seven yarder. They got a redo. And when you are in the National Football League and you are a kicker, especially if you went higher than the fourth round, because what this was—well, this was a, well, a fourth-round pick or third. It's a fourth-round pick. If you went higher, if you went fourth or higher, because that's some—that's some decent capital on a kicker. When you get a redo, I don't care if it's from 46, 47, 45, and you miss it and you got bailed out because somebody's off sides, a holding penalty, whatever it might be, you got to nail the second one. Nope, he missed it again. Now, you texted me, but I'm trying to figure out this whole thing because I hadn't seen this story generate, but I know that there was a post he deleted. Now, you said that he proved himself that he was on social media at halftime. Is that what you said, Jonah?
1: So, going around, especially there in the second half and definitely after the game, um, was a screen capture of his Instagram stories feed to where he was pumping up at halftime when you'd be in the locker room that he had gone three for three to that
0: point. So, we're at halftime. He pulls a Antonio Brown and he goes to his phone to post out that he's three for three.
1: Now, that's the optics um the he's since said that he has a a team of people that handle his social media for him okay um and they were the ones and Stefanski this morning speaking with the media commented on it and he said you know yes our players all know that they're not supposed to be on their phones um you know he wasn't on his phone so further adding to the belief that somebody else posted this for him
0: but it's, it's since been deleted I knew he deleted I didn't hear that reason or that. He said, you know what? I mean, I'm usually the one to be like, I mean, that's something that's that's believable. I'm not going to sit there and say 100% he told the truth, but I think it's believable. And the only reason why I think it might be a little skeptical that he could have, because normally we know. I mean, come on, man. Kickers practice. Kickers are like by themselves. I mean, wh- whether it's camp, whether it's practice, they're off on an island. And they're kicking the punter, the kick. They're kicking. They're working on their own. So usually, you know, when you come in from halftime in the locker room, you got the defensive coordinator meeting with the defensive lineman, the defense. You got the secondary's coach meeting with the secondary. You got basically the offensive coordinator meeting with the offense and the quarter. And you got the head coach going over and patrolling whatever unit that he feels that needs the input that's really struggling. And while all that's going on, the kicker is just over there. Who's talking to the kicker? The kicker's just over there. So it's very easy that this kicker could have been over there like, hey, man, they've they been giving me hell in Cleveland, man. I'm going to post them. I'm three for three, living, filling the day. And literally, you know, that's like one of those things, man, when you start, you know, you at a casino and you at the blackjack table and you start counting each. and like, damn, man, I came here. with I got black chips. I got purple chips. And next thing you know, an hour later, you weren't like, damn, man, that seems like that was long ago because you're down to nothing. You're already basically going to the ATM that's what that is don't count him before they hatch if he really did it but I do believe in this day and time yes even a kicker in the National Football League could have a media team in this day and time as ridiculous as that sounds but if it's not true whoever came up with that one he's a smart guy to come but no the heat's got to be on now Stefanski's attitude about this in regards like no we're going to practice He's gonna work on it. Look, I, I'm not gonna kill Stefanski. Double down
1: about okay. not bringing in competition. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna kill Stefanski on this for this one, because at the end, even though I like, for whatever reason, whether somebody's got to take a cut to send a message, you're trying to win, but it's all fun and dandy until real bullets start flying and somebody loses an eye. So he can say that now, going in the season, but as tight as the AFC North could be, let them lose a game or two, and we already got this. Because first of all, you know, like. Like you educated me, which I knew a little bit about it, but you follow and cover the team. You know this is not just starting the preseason. He was shaky down the stretch last season, if I'm not mistaken, right? This was a oh, problem. Yeah. Okay, so if you take that and you parlay that into this situation at practice, I'm hearing, and then you get into real two preseason games, and you missed a total of what three field goals now in preseason? When you get in the regular season, I say that he's got probably till week three or four tops. And if he can't get it, then Stefanski can love the guy. He could because a lot of this Jonas has to do with when you basically spend a fourth round pick. And let me tell you, San Francisco is going through the same thing right now. My guy out of Michigan that was solid in the Big Ten, one of the best kickers in college football, Jake Moody, he's under the, he's off to a rocky start. Now they're going to be playing the Denver Broncos tomorrow. But this is one of those that's in the same. When you have a third or fourth rounder, it's not easy to cut those dudes. Those are wasted picks. So you're going to have a little bit more leech. But when you're talking about losing games that tone will switch quickly. Well, it's got to
1: happen faster than that. And the, that's the real tone coming out of Cleveland this morning too because you don't have time. The way this schedule is structured well, this yeah. year, you open up the season against the Bengals. Week two is against the Steelers. Week four is against the Ravens. So you're already halfway done with your division schedule by the time you get to week four. You've already seen all three all three teams. So if you're waiting until week four to cut your kicker because at that point he's already cost you a game or two,
0: you're <laughs> so out of week. Say that so out of four, the first four weeks, y'all got how many? Divi- how many three clearing? division games in the, first four, in the weeks. first four weeks? Okay, we'll we'll take that take back. Yeah, no, we'll be, like like the God told thing. Top Gun one, like get him up to take about fifty. This thing be over in two minutes. Yeah, like well, week two, week one, he comes out there with the shaky wobbly boot. He'll have a job week two. If he struggles week two. Then I'll say yeah, he's got he's got to go. But and that's you could be zero and two in the division by that point. Still got a lot of football left to play, but you want to start off to a good start. I hear you. Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back.
2: When life sounds too much like this
0: it's time to consider more of this
2: sometimes a little shift is all you need a dose of perspective dos x lager get a dose enjoy dos x responsibly copyright 2021 imported by cervezas mexicanas white plains new york